Welcome back, listeners. Welcome back to the Somerville Advice Givers Podcast, where we connect you with the advice you need for when life happens. I'm your host, Yaden Smith, and this week, I'm pleased to introduce to y'all our guest, Amber Chandler, who is, she does four things. She does wife stuff, she does mother stuff, she does author stuff, and she does speaker stuff. Yes. Amber, welcome to the show. Thank you. We're very glad that you're here. Thank you. So I think it was after a run with F3 mm-hmm. when um, your husband Delbert, who I know as Splinter. Yes. Because he is so wise. He is. I don't know if he knows karate. He doesn't, but we also do woodworking stuff, so... Oh, uh, uh-huh. see, that makes so much more sense. Yeah, he, it's I just like, assumed it's a his nickname was because of his, you know, fatherly wisdom... And he has that. You know, like, like Splinter from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Of course, yes. He is completely has that. Also does woodworking. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's like now, a double that, meaning. You know, that has two meanings. But anyways, <laughs> he said, Yaden, you know, I heard your podcast and um, I think my wife might like to do it. Because I like to talk a lot. Right. He did say you were outgoing, extrovert mm, personality. Yes. And yes. you wrote a book. And, you know, we, we are always looking for great people to have a conversation with. Well, and I'm... A talker, so, so I'm a great conversationalist. And you have you have how many books? Two. Two books. Mm-hmm. All right. One book for little people. Yes. Now I, I love the title of this. Yeah. Go ahead. I don't I'm not gonna steal your thumb thunder. Uh, okay. It's called Why Did You Make Mosquitoes? Why did you make mosquitoes? Yes. And I know in the in the little bio sheet that you, you sent over, you wrote and co illustrated with your daughter Lily. Yes, she was nine at the time. <laughs> And, um, she had this, the age old question that well, we all have had. We've at some all point. had it at some point in time. She's just saying out loud what we're all thinking. Yeah. So like, why, why did you make mosquitoes? So we decided Couldn't we just have kept them off the ark. <laughs> exactly. Right. Know. Noah, you had your chance. There were just two. <laughs> you could have killed them. You could then. have squished them while they were in the ark. <laughs> yes. Yes. And yes. So, um, yeah, we had, we had this book and, I wanted to um, publish it, and mm-hmm. and the words came to me, but the images did not. And I have friends that are illustrators, but of course they all had something else going on. Sure. And so um, I contacted a professional, and they were like, "Yeah," and they told me how much it would probably cost. <laughs> <I'm> like, oh! <laughs> so the next thing I said was, "Lily, get your art supplies. Let's go down to the dining table and make a book." And we did. Oh, but she loved it. Oh yeah, it was great. And she did most of the art. I will say there are a few things that I did, mm-hmm. but she did most of it. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Now, oh, so you also have a second book. Yes. Um, let's see. The Warrior's Wish List. Yes. Sounds like, again, what just everybody's thinking in their brain. Exactly. Now, now, which which book came first? Well. Or were they, you were working on both at the same time? It was kind of both at the okay. same time. It was, um, it, it was God. Mm-hmm. I'm just throw it out there because, um, I was at the time working, I had a, a, like a part-time job and I had two side hustles and I was trying to get stuff done and volunteering a lot in all sorts of different places. And that's good. That's great. But I felt like I wasn't getting anything done. I felt like I was always behind and my heart wasn't happy. And, um, I had lunch with a friend of mine, Ashley, and, I was just kind of, she knew something was up and I, I, I just kind of unloaded on her and she asked me, um, she said, but are you resting in Christ? 
And I was like, did you not hear me say that I have like, I have a job. I have two side hustles. <laughs> I'm volunteering 80% of my time away. And Why are you asking me such a dumb question? And the laundry has not like, been done. No. <laughs> and so, yeah, no, I have not been resting in Christ. And she said, well, you know, that might be something you want to think about. You might want to get your heart right in this spot. I mean, I was doing good works, but I, mm -hmm. but I wasn't doing what I felt I needed to be, to be doing. So, um, it was like a heart check and I walked, uh, I was driving home and I repented. I was like, God, I am sorry. I've been doing all these things by my design. I am chosen what I'm do supposed to be doing and mm. I should have let you be designing my life. And, um, I simply asked, what would you have me do? And very clearly he said, go get a pen and a piece of paper. Get to writing. And so I got, I got home, I got to my desk and I sat down and I was like, pen and a piece of paper, check. Now what? And he said, um, write down your worries. Mm, and okay. I was like, okay, I will do that. I will write down my worries. And you know, page 49. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, no, I just started listing them out and it's not like, they're not small worries. They're life worries, worries that sure. things like what if nobody loves me? Things yeah. that everybody has, it's, it's hit somebody. Stuff that's common Stuff just that's to the common. human experience. Yes. Yes. And so I wrote them all down and I looked back, I looked and I think I had like 15 written there and, um, and I was like, okay, now what? And there again, God was like, fix them and share them. Ooh, well, yes. and the thing is, is like, I'm thinking in my brain, well, if I could fix them, then they wouldn't be my problem. <laughs> like, like, no, no, this is not, this is no, not what I have fixed. I, I need you to fix this. Right. So can you please right. fix this? And then like, I just, my heart got inundated with, you know, I grew up sleeping underneath a pew of a church mm -hmm. and my heart got inundated with scripture and stories from the Bible where people were going through the very same thing I was. And, and I... I just was like, okay, I'm gonna start writing this down. I called Delbert, right? And um, I'm like, um, God just talked to me and I'm gonna write a book. And he's like, okay, well, what are you gonna call the book? Like, he's like, whatever, you're, you're a little weird, but okay. Sure, honey. But I told him, I said, it's gonna be called The Warrior's Wish List. And he was silent for the longest five seconds of my life. Mm -hmm. And then he was like, that's perfect. That is exactly what you need to be doing right now. And so I sat down, I started writing about a week later, the same thing happened. I was having lunch with somebody and then I got in my car and God said, get out a pen and a paper. Time to write some more. I was like, okay. So that's where, um, I sat down at my desk at 10 o'clock in, on, in the morning and why did you make mosquitoes was completely written at 1021. Oh, nice. It like just flowed right on out of me. Mm -hmm. How cool. It really is. A, it's a really cool story. So, so did you, did you have any designs or aims to be a writer or no. an author? No, not at all. No, it was, I, I, you know, I was a banker. I mm -hmm. was a career banker in Texas. And when we moved here about three years ago, um, I was, we decided that I would stay at home to help acclimate the kids. Right. And then, you know, things happen. You need to bring in some income. I was looking for a job, working part time from home, just kind of getting things done, making things mm -hmm. happen. I had never dreamed I would write a book. You know, I, Delbert has actually told me to write a book several times because of my life experiences, but I had never really thought it was going to happen. But when it happened, it happened quickly. 
and it just kind of flowed straight just out. Flowed right out. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I wrote most of the Warriors wish list in the parent pickup line at school, waiting for my kids to get out of school. There you go. I mean, I'm a multitasker. Use your time wise. Like, I'm, I, you got to sit in that line. It's at least thirty minutes. You're sitting there. Exactly right. So, <laughs> might as well do something. So, I wrote a book. The children's pickup line. So, we we homeschool. So, we don't okay. have experience with the children's pickup line. Yes. Except for once, <laughs> oh, because dear. the school is where we vote. Yes. And my wife accidentally got in the children's pickup line. Instead of the voting. Instead of the voting line. Oh, yeah. And she called me frantic. She's like, I was, I'm like, I'm so, she called me frantic. I'm just, I can't, I can't. Ah! <laughs> I'm not even here to get a kid. And I told her like, I'm, I'm like, there's nothing I can do. I'm sorry. You just, I mean, cause you can't turn her, you can't get out of the line. No, once you're in it, you're in it's it. It's like, you're st- I'm like, I'm sorry. Just, you know. Pull out your phone and do something. Right? Write a book. You yeah. should have told her to write a book. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's the limited experience we've had with that line. But I yes. know just from that, like, you got almost an hour a day. Yeah. Yeah. You so can, it was you can think a, and process 30, and to, 30 to 45 minutes. Yes. So I I had a notebook and I would, or I'd bring my computer and so I would could. just, I was just write away. I would just write my thoughts for each thing. So each chapter... The first five chapters are um, basically what I think anxiety is and Mm -hmm. why it's here. I mean, we talk a lot about God, but nobody ever talks about the devil. Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, a lot of times. And I feel like most people think that when the devil comes up against them, he's going to be with like a pitchfork and horns and he's going to be red with hooves, feet and stuff. Those people haven't read the screw tape letters. Yeah, (laughs) they haven't. But, um, but But those are... I mean, that's what I think a lot of people think of. They're like, the devil can't get to me because I will clearly see him a mile away. But the thing is, is he whispers. Right. That's how he gets us. He causes anxiety. Anxiety is one of his best weapons because how can you fight yourself? And so the first like five chapters are know your enemy Mm -hmm. and enter the battle and leave victorious. The anxiety, it's it always, it always, not always, but anxiety is closely related. You know, there's so many different things that anxiety can show as. Yes. And I'm just thinking of fear as one oh, of the yeah, most prevalent 100%, ones. Yeah. And I think, you know, even for for writing, the fear that people have of putting pen to paper and sharing their thoughts. Oh yes. When I hit the publish book, the bu- yeah. publish button. I almost had a panic attack. <laughs> I mean, honestly. Because it's I, out there. It's out there for the world. It's on Amazon.com, baby. Right. It's It ain't going away. So, right. yeah, it's there. And I, I, it has a lot of my history, my stories. And some people might not like my stories. But, I mean, I've dealt with anxieties for as long as I can remember. Mm-hmm. I was seven years old when I first thought I should take my life. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I was a third grader. I think that's seven or eight, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. But seven yeah, right. I, that was the first time that I decided that I was going to take my, my life. And wow. the only reason I did it that night was because I knew I would not be able to do it quietly. So this is something like it's, this is something that I have dealt yeah. with. It's not something that I, it's Oh, not, I think I'm going to, it's not just a theory. It's, it's not, not just, just I think like, I'm going like, to write a book about something that people deal with. It's, this is my story. This and is, if it helps somebody, I, I want, want it to, know it. I want it. I want, and you know, yeah. what's amazing is 
almost every day this week, I have gotten a Facebook message or a text message or an email saying from someone who has read my book that it had helped them in their time of need, mm. which is amazing. I, I think that's that's the whole point of writing. Yeah. The the stuff that I write, the the impact writings that I do, whether it's online or uh, in paper newsletter, my goal is for it to help somebody, speak to somebody. Sure. Yes. You know. That's all I want. I don't I didn't do it for fame, that's for sure, because I mean So I think I think that when you talk about the anxiety, it. I think one of the ways anxiety shows itself so much so so uh overwhelmingly mm-hmm. is like I'm the only person going through this. One hundred percent. Whether whether you're a man, whether you're a woman, whether you're an adult, whether you're a teenager, whether you're a child, like I am isolated with this experience and nobody else knows how I feel. Yeah. And nobody will understand. And if I tell them... They're going to think I'm weird. I'm going to be out. I'm going to be ostracized. Oh, uh, 100. Yes. It's like 100%. they're, they're going to they're gonna reject me and cut me out of their life. Yes. I remember thinking that, you know, uh, incorrectly mm-hmm. all the time as a teenager, uh, you know, as an adult. Well, and you know, it's, something regularly. That, it's something that is... That, not very many people talk about Mm -hmm. it's because we've kind of been trained to have this facade right and everybody thinks that what works what looks good on the outside means that you're doing good on the inside and I grew up that way and that you always needed to look your best when you walked out the door so no one would see you at church right you're smiling and you say I'm fine I'm great how you doing oh yes doing well Yes, I am blessed. Good to see you. Yes. Praise the Lord. Yeah. When really you're dying inside. Right. You just you're just dead and mm-hmm. empty. Yeah, it's been that way. It's it's not new to Instagram. No. <laughs> no. It's, it's just not. that now you can see it while you're, you know, doing your business in the restroom. Yeah. <laughs> we all know that's where you scroll in Instagram. <laughs> don't right. pretend. Don't you We have a friend and Don't I, pretend. I, don't I, pretend. I've told But Delbert, now it's not just Sunday said. morning. No, it's not. Where you see folks. And they're in their nice, pretty lives. Right. It's 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 all the time. You see the snapshots of you see what the people highlight. want you to see. You yeah. see the highlight reels every single day. You don't see the lowlights. No. You don't no, see the blooper reel. Nobody shows you the blooper. It's was, only the highlight reel. I post the blooper reel <laughs> most days. But no, you only see the highlight reel. And I mean, I was talking to a friend yesterday and she, or I guess, yeah, Thursday. And she was like, uh, you just look like your life is just wrapped up in a nice, tidy little bow. And I'm thinking, lady, I haven't if done my... If the were made of barbed wire. <laughs> I haven't done my laundry in two weeks. Like, right. like there's no underwear to be had. <laughs> like, lady, no. I, like, my, I told her I look, I'm, I'm trying to be like a duck. I look calm on the top, and I'm just paddling away underneath. So, Oh, yeah. my gosh. So good. Well, Amber, we're, we're going to jump right into okay. the advice-giving part. So, oh. You know, I know, I know you have I know you have a lot yeah. of the stuff that you read. Uh, written. I do. So... You know, as from from your experiences in life with mm-hmm. writing, with moving across country, because I know y'all moved here from Southeast Texas, right, a thousand miles, almost yeah. exactly. It's yeah, it's it's a long way. Yeah, it's a long way from that part of the country to here, mm-hmm. in more ways than one. Right, in more ways than one. <laughs> yes, it's very a long much way. so. Heat and humidity, kind of similar. It's about similar, the same. About yes, the same. about the same. You have to worry about you know some rain and hurricanes every now and then, but both both places. You know, yes, there, there there are some major differences. Uh, what are some pieces of advice that you can share with our listeners 
to help them just improve their lives? Okay. Yes. So my first one is to be intentional. So many times we just kind of let life just drag us along. Um, but one thing I've learned, especially with going through book writing and trying to take control is you have to take control. Mm -hmm. Nobody's going to do it for you. There is not some prince sitting out there that's going to like show up and then your happily ever after is going to happen. You have to work for your happily ever after. And you, I mean, I got the prince. Everybody else is going to have to do. (laughs) But, but But we work together. We work as a team and if there is an issue or if there is a goal that we have set for ourselves, we don't just say, Oh, I think that I'm going to do something and then just sit around on it. We, we take initiative and we, we are intentional. Like right now I'm training for a marathon. So while my family was sleeping this morning, I got up and ran because I don't want to wait until December when my marathon is here and be like, Oh, I'm not gonna be able to run because Oh dear, it just never happened. No, you yeah, have you to be in- You can't accidentally run a marathon. One <laughs> no, that, that's not ever going to happen. But yeah, I mean, I can barely, I doubt I'm going to be able to do a very good job of it with practicing and training for so long. But you have to be intentional about it. Mm-hmm. Whatever your goal, make steps to find, to figure out what to do and do it. And don't be afraid to do it. Yeah. Be scared, do it anyways. Yeah. Most, so many times I think. <laughs> life happens to people Mm -hmm. instead of them being the uh prime mover i don't don't know right instead of we live in a victim right identity type well and sometimes it's it's not even it's not even intentionally unintentional exactly it's just like you know you, you got you got three weeks worth of laundry that you have to get through just jump and, on it well, you know it's That's a it's, mountain just um, jump on that mountain and get it done what was it i remember reading an interview with J.K. Rowling. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. A world-renowned author, wrote Harry Potter series. Yes. And, you know, now she's a multi-gazillionaire and has all sorts of help. Right. You know, because her audience is the entire world. But, like, when she was writing the books, her life was a disaster. Yeah. Her house was a wreck. <laughs> you know, there were dirty dishes everywhere. There's no laundry done. No. It's like, you know, and you have to get it done anyways. And I actually, whenever I grew up, I was taught that you can't don't, you cannot start a project unless the house is clean. Mm. And so when I got married and, you know, Delbert and I, and he would be like, Oh, we need to hang the ceiling man. And I'm like, Oh, we can't hang the ceiling. No, we have to do the dishes. We have to do the laundry. We have to mop the floors. (laughs) And he is like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, no, the house has to be clean before we can. He's like, if the house has to be clean before we do a project, that projects will never get done. (laughs) So let's hang the ceiling man. And I was like, Oh, that makes sense now. I get it because sometimes it's just not going to happen. Right. Right. Yeah. Be intentional. That Be intentional. is so, it's so important. Yes. With whatever you're doing in life. Yes. Any, anything. You you, did you, must. did you, oh, so I remember, I remember uh, in my previous career, I worked as a health coach helping people lose weight and okay. I was at a training thing once and one of the speakers, she said it clicked for her when she realized that she, she when she owned her smoking habit. Mm-hmm. She's like, okay, I'm going to intentionally take out this cigarette and smoke it. Mm. And it's when she became intentional about her smoking that yes. she was actually able to quit. Yeah, <laughs> because you, when you realize what you're doing, right? So it's the same thing with food. It is. Then he says, like, okay, what am I going to choose to do right now? Because I can choose. Am I going to do laundry? 
Am I going to write another 500 words? <laughs> exactly. Or are we going to hang the ceiling fan? Are we going to, or am I going to eat a pop tart? Last night I ate a pop tart. And so that was the thing. And I told <laughs> Delbert, he looked at me and this is something that I do not normally do. We, we follow a very strict nutritional plan right now. Um, and marathon training. Marathon training. Yeah. Yes. And you know, this is and previously, this would be something I would grab as a snack normal. And, and so I grabbed a pop tart and, they're not mine. They're lilies. But anyways, <laughs> um, and he said, what are you doing? And I was like, look, I have wanted one of these for two weeks. <laughs> I am going to eat this pop tart and I'm going to be done and I'm not going to eat any more. I am. And I very much intentionally ate the pop tart, had a, cu- a cup of milk and then I'm done. Done. I have chosen my pop tart and I'm choosing no pop tarts. Right. Me. That was my vice. That's let me, awesome. let me be. Awesome. Be intentional. <laughs> be it's intentional. so, it's so right. Yes. So right. Awesome. Keep going. Okay, number two, yeah. read your Bible. Hmm. So I'm Christian, and so that is that is the basis of, all, of Christianity, read your Bible. Um, and this is how I try to explain it. I used to be a um, one of the youth pastors at our church in Texas, mm-hmm. and I had a group of high school girls. So trying to explain to them the awesomeness of reading their Bible is really hard. Yeah. Because you can't liken it to anything that they really are associated with. People um, magazines, not really yeah, the same. Not the same. Yeah. This is 17. compare this to? Right. Shakespeare's not, no. No. You know, they use that, but no, not really. Not really. So what I told them was, if you're, if you're at school, you have, you see a boy you like, you think mm-hmm. he's handsome, you, but you don't know him. You can't just walk up to him and say, you're my boyfriend now. And then just walk away. Creeper. I know, yeah. right? Nope. That's not Doesn't that's not how like that. it works. So in order to have a relationship with someone, what do you do? Um, so I'm going to use my relationship with Delbert because this is you know, it's now, prevalent. Now, is this pre-Facebook or post-Facebook? Um, it can be both, <laughs> actually. Um, so um, Delbert and I talk, right? We talk daily, mm-hmm. all the time. So... That's kind of like prayer with God. God wants a relationship with us. Having a conversation with somebody. Having a conversation is how you have a relationship. So if you see a guy you like at school, right, you don't just go up and be like, he's my boyfriend. No, you can say, hi, my name is whatever. So then, um, so then also whenever you are, whenever you're in a relationship with someone, you probably text them, right? Okay. Yep. Right. Yep. So, so if you have a boyfriend, right, and he texts you then you would probably want to read his text, I would guess. I mean, on I a like phone. I this analogy. Right. Yeah, yeah. I like this analogy. It gets this better. Good. So God already texts us. Right. It's the Bible. If you want to know how much he loves you and He want you want to know how much he thinks of you and how much he cares for you, then all you have to do is read his text. I like that. Thanks. That's the only thing I could think of trying to talk to some high school girls. <laughs> So yeah, texting was not quite as big of a thing when I was in youth ministry. Okay. Yes. It was still mostly, you know, T9, <laughs> Nokia candy bar phones. Oh yeah. You know, so yeah. it's not, not quite, I mean the, uh, the, the T-Mobile sidekick. Right. This, I had the, um, um, the razor. Oh yes. The pink razor. My wife had a pink razor. Yes. Yes. There's no better way to hang up on somebody. Then with a flip phone. And you just Ka-chink! slam it. Yes. Conversation over. Over with. Yeah. Read so your Bible. so read your Bible and, and and along with that, talk to God. Mm-hmm. I mean, the thing is, is when I decided to write a book, I have been talking to God a whole lot though. 
I, I pray every day, mm-hmm. but I wasn't listening for what he had to say to me. Right. So you have to also listen. So now when I pray, I also listen because how is he going to tell me, how is he going to guide me if mm-hmm. I don't listen to what he has to say? A two-way conversation. It's, it's not a yes. conversation if there's not two people talking. Correct. <laughs> it's just a monologue. It's just a monologue. That's just correct. Just a monologue. You having a monologue or is this a conversation? Right. So, yeah. So read your Bible, though a lot of people pray, but a lot of people forget to read their Bible. Mm. That's read, good. Read God's text I to like you. It. I like mm-hmm. it. Yes. Okay. The next one. Let's go. Be thankful. Mm. Mm-hmm. So... In dealing with anxiety, it's very easy to find the bad things, the hard things, yeah. the things that, oh, this is just not going my way. And so I have a story in, in my book, The Warrior's Wish List, where um, it was Halloween. And Lily, who is 10 now, she's a ballerina. So she was at dance. And I grabbed Luke and we went to Harris Teeter. Luckily, it was not senior day where he would go talk to all the people and <laughs> harass them. But um, so we went and got everything we needed because it was also Tuesday. So it was Taco Tuesday. Right. Yep. So my plan was while Lily's dancing, I'm getting all the groceries. We're going to go home. They're going to get dressed. While they're getting dressed for Halloween, then I'm going to make tacos. Tacos. And then Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. And then, and then we're going to go trick-or-treating. Right. And in my brain, it all worked out. Um, and so we got home, like we got our groceries, we got Lily, we got home, make it happen. And I realized I left the ground beef at Harris Teeter at the grocery <laughs> store. <laughs> I was going to ask if, if the ground beef were going to be left somewhere. Yes, it, it actually was. And so, and so then I had to go. Vegetarian Taco <laughs> Tuesday. No, so I, I decided while the kids are getting dressed, I was going to go to the store and Delbert's like, we can just make something else. And I'm like, no, it has to be done. And I got overwhelmed and I got in my own head and I was just, just berating myself in such a harsh way about, as only yourself, as only, and as only yourself can berate yourself because nobody else cared really. Probably we could have had peanut butter and jelly and it would have been fine. But um, they do get to go trick or treat for candy. <laughs> exactly, they're going to be eating Snickers <laughs> like, for supper. Tacos is not the focus <laughs> of the day. Mom. True, true. But I, I, I was on my way to the store, and I just—I can't believe you did that. That is so stupid. You're the worst mom in the world, and just could not stop myself from being mean to myself. And then I thought about it. And I was like, you know what? You shut your face. And so I thought about I need to be thankful here. So I was driving. There was a lot of traffic on my way because we live in a big neighborhood mm-hmm. and, and it was around five <laughs> o'clock and everybody was coming home. And I said, you know what? Thank you God for all the traffic. Cause that means that these people have jobs. Right. And then mm, I got into the yeah. parking lot of the grocery store and again, it was packed people everywhere. It's five o'clock stopping at Harris Teeter on the way home. Right. And so I tried instead of saying, I can't find a parking spot. Ah, I said, thank you God for all of these people in this parking lot right now, because that means they have a job and they have food to put, or they have money to put food on the table. Mm-hmm. And then I got to the grocery store and everybody's there. And the lady in front of me was walking really slow. And instead of getting mad, I thought to myself, thank you, Jesus, for this lady in front of me, because she has legs that she can use. And I turned everything that I was upset about into a thankfulness. And by the time I got home, my heart had changed Mm -hmm. and I wasn't mad at myself. I wasn't, I, I was, I was kind of frustrated with myself, but I wasn't, 
I was not in that really dark place. Right. I let myself be thankful and with a thankful heart, your heart is lighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thankfulness is so key because you can't control what happens. Mm-mm. Pretty much the only thing I can control is how I respond to it. Exactly. Just in, just pretty much across the board. And I'm, t- I, there's so little that I'm, that I am actually able to control in life. Oh yeah. <laughs> and even though I am able to control myself in theory, <laughs> I forgot the with ground. my air quotes right here. <laughs> air quotes. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Got to take a deep breath right now. Just because thinking all the times where I have not expressed gratitude, but instead just berated myself, and unfortunately sometimes not myself. Yes. And in those situations with relationships and family, uh, be thankful. Be thankful, and and honestly, I have a coworker who. He asked me, he's like, are you always so happy and smiley? I was in a perfectly bad mood until you walked in. <laughs> like, why do you have to always be so happy? And, and I told him, I was like, you know what? Whenever I wake up and I am thankful for life every single morning and thankful for breath, it's easy to be happy. Yeah. So if you want to be happy, be thankful. Yeah. There's plenty of stuff to be thank- to be grateful for. Oh, of course. Yes. Be thankful. Be thankful. That's absolute key. Mm-hmm. Totally worth the whole the whole interview right there. <laughs> microphone done. Don't don't drop the mic. Drop. <laughs> no, that, that was just me smacking it. Uh, anything else? Yes, Amber. Yes. yes. Keep going. Keep going. Be humble. I can tell you from Southeast Texas. Because I don't say humble. Because around these parts we say humble. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all right. Let me let me break it out. <laughs> hey y'all, let's be humble today. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Be humble. Yes. So my grandpa, um, who is full of wonderful quotes, um, taught me at a very young age that, and I wrote it down so that I don't mess it up, but it's hard for someone to hate you when you're washing their feet. Mm. Yeah. When someone's really humble, even if they are literally the best in the, or the only one in the world who does what they do. Yeah. It's hard to hate them. It's hard to hate them. It's when we see the superstars that are also arrogant. Right. They're like, oh my gosh, I can't stand that person. Right. I know he's the greatest fill in the blank. But I don't but like him. Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Humility um, goes a really long way. And even in the Bible, um, God tells you to tells us to humble ourselves mm-hmm. under his hand. Yeah. Because and then he'll lift us up. And humility is it is key. And I I think I might leave it, live it a little too much because I have a hard time being proud of myself and being, uh, you can be proud of yourself right. and you can be confident in your ability. Well, we're not talking about be, false humility. No, no, but you can yeah. still be humble right. at the same time <laughs> with H humble. Um, but yeah, you can be proud of your works and you can be confident without being arrogant. Right. And I think that that is a, it's a, it's a very strong key point. Someone who's confident and humble when when they get praised is like, thank you. And then and then they're done. That's they it. don't need any more. Like, thank you. I yes. appreciate that. Yeah. And just and then That's it. Yeah. Right on. Okay. And That's then it. the next the next one that I have is it goes kind of hand in hand with that because sometimes when you show humility too much, the people kind of walk on you. So Okay. Have yep. boundaries. Mm. Make boundaries. Boundaries. I um I read there is a book called Boundaries. It changed By my Henry life. 
Henry, uh, John Townsend and John, Henry Cloud. Henry Cloud. Yes. I, I always get the name, like Henry Cloudson. Yeah, <laughs> I did too. I was like, no, I, I, need to, I need to look it up and make I sure. there's a cloud there's, in the there is somewhere. So, yes. So Boundaries is, um, it's a large part of what I, how, that helped me with my anxiety because mm-hmm. I was trying to live up to everyone else's expectations and I was not listening to God and let him draw my heart to where I needed to be because everyone else was bombarding me. So being able to say no and let God lead me to what works he wants me to do instead of doing every good work there is in the world, trying to, trying to fill a void, um, setting that boundary and saying no. With some personalities is the, the Achilles heel is the willingness Yep. Oh, you need, you have some, me, I'll take care of that. Oh, and this, me too. I got that covered. And Mm -hmm. this thing right here. Yep. Me. And where you need, you want us to come over for when on Sunday? Yep. Okay. We'll do that. And And then it's like, you're on a hamster wheel and you can't jump off. Yes. So having boundaries is, is a integral part of my mental well-being discovered about boundaries. And I'm sure you have too, is once you set them up, Mm -hmm. they are tested every day. (laughs) They are tested. Yes, they are tested every day. And one thing that also that I've learned is, is when I started setting boundaries, I would say, somebody asked me, hey, can you do this? And I would say, no, I can't because, and then I would fill in the blank. I have 18 other things that I have to do at that particular moment. And um, it was Delbert, who is a man of very few words, <laughs> said, yes. just say no. And I was like, well, but that isn't, you know, that's kind of rude. And he's like, well, if they respect you, they'll take that and they'll just be fine with it. Right. And so that helps, helps me build respect for myself because if someone says, Hey, can you do this? And I say, no, I can't. And you don't have to apologize for it either. If you can't, you can't. And there's no reason. And I'm in FIA. I know you do F3, but I'm in FIA. And one of our sayings is there's no sorries in FIA you're doing it. You're getting it done no matter if you're the fastest or the slowest. And mm-hmm. that's the thing. You don't have to be sorry to say no, just say no. Can't do it. I can't do it. That's not, that's, I, I'm not available at right. that time, whatever it is, but you don't have to actually yeah. give a dissertation about why you can't do it. Cause honestly, they probably don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like, eh, she's well, probably too busy. Yeah. But like, if she can do it, we'd love her to do it. Sure. Yeah. And, and, and if, and if they ask you and you can do it, that's great. But it's, but if you need to say no, you can say right. no. Right. So that good. doesn't mean you have to say no to everything. Just the things, if it was to overwhelm you. Yeah. Well, you only have so many hours in a day. Right. And you only have so much emotional horsepower. Yes. Just like in general. Right. And if you've, you've already got all that tended to, then... Pretty much 90% of my emotional energy is consumed by our four children. Yes. Which leaves me with 10% to... deal to, with a life. <laughs> you know, and I, I want to stay married for the, a long time. Of course, yes. So, you know, I try and keep 5% of my emotional energy to you know, maintain my relationship with my wonderful wife, Jessica. Yeah. Which leaves me about 5% of emotional horsepower left for clients. Anybody and else. The whole rest know, of the world. The rest of life. It's like, <laughs> yes. Yes. I have enough drama with my 10-year-old, 8-year-old, 5-year-old, and 3-year-old. Mm-hmm. I don't need any more drama in my life. No, you don't. No. And my my 6-year-old has enough drama for about three kids yeah. most days. So, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the slime. <laughs> <laughs> 
the slime that the kids <laughs> like to do, just say no. That's a boundary to no. set. No. Set that boundary right now. Sorry, can't do it. <laughs> Not gonna happen. <laughs> uh, this this is great stuff, Amber. Thank you so much for sharing. I want to keep moving forward sure. into what we call the final four. We got four questions. Mm-hmm. Question one: When you pause from everything you have going on, what do you do for fun? Adventure. Adventure. We love to travel. Okay. Um, and for the summer, because right now it's summertime and during any summer, basically, we find something to do every week, every Saturday. So every Saturday we go on an adventure. Um, it could be the so zoo. So we're recording this on Saturday. We are actually recording this on Saturday. I hope this is not taking away from your Saturday. It is adventure. not. Okay. It is not. Um, we we did actually decide to skip this Saturday because um, we have family coming in tomorrow from okay. Texas, oh, and so nice. we're we're getting prepared. Okay. So tomorrow is kind of our adventure. For, um, the adventure's family coming in from from Texas. Yes. So, but we today you have to get through the piles of laundry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Make sure there's soap and and uh, like shampoo and things like that in the bathroom for everybody. So yes. That's but but we I love spending time with my family. Are seeing the the faces of my kids when they're experiencing something new, and they're realizing the world is bigger than just our little house. Um, is what I'm meant to do. Awesome. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Mm-hmm. Adventure Saturday. Adventure Saturday. So yes. what are you looking forward to? Uh, question number two. Yes. Segway right there. Yes. In the next 12 months, what are you most excited about? So I have a couple of things. Yep. We are... Now you do know the definition of most is like singular though, right? Yeah. I'm kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. I have five things. I now, have 18 I'm, things I'm I need sure, to tell you I'm about. I'm sure Most. Well, I'm, I'm <laughs> most excited we about... We different categories. There yes, we, we do. I'm most excited about getting the books out and... Awesome. Helping more people because I really feel like um, that's what they're meant to do. And the other thing is I'm running that marathon in December, so I'm most excited about that. the Kiwa that. marathon? The Kiwa, yes. Fantastic. So it's flat. That's a criteria. It's flat. Do you have a running buddy who's going to run it with you? I actually have a friend that told me that she would run it last week with me. What's, so your, what's your time target? I have no time target. I have a finish. Let's just finish, finish. this sucker and get it done. Okay. Yeah. You're going to be fine. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. So that so, is, so, and you have a running buddy who's going to yes, run with you. Yes. My friend Jennifer, she decided, she, she told me, she's like, I'll run it with you if you want me to, just out of the blue. So that's great. Nice. Mm-hmm. So those are two things that it's I'm most, awesome. it's not one, but yeah, I'm it's excited. Awesome. Delbert, Delbert ran it last year and my brother ran it with him and that was just amazing. Yeah. So I can't wait. I mean, I can <laughs> wait because I'm really terrified about the whole situation. I mean, I'm not ready to do it tomorrow. <laughs> No, no. My furthest right now is 11 miles in training. So. There's something special about being able to run a marathon. Yes. And there's something magical about doing something for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So those both things. Yeah. Question number three. Mm-hmm. What is a good way for our listeners to get in touch with you? How can we find... I mean, I see in the notes that you're on Facebook, yeah, I'm Twitter. Everywhere. You're everywhere. I'm everywhere. Um, so Delbert's more on Twitter than I am, though. Okay. But yes. So um, Amber, Amber at ChandlerByDesign.com is my email address okay. if anybody wants to reach me there. Um, we are on Facebook at ChandlerByDesign. Okay. Um, and I'm on Insta at Amber Chandler Designed or Chandler by Design. Nice. So yeah, and our YouTube channel is getting up and running again. So yes, we have a YouTube channel. Very good. Mm. Very good. Um, and fourth, final four question. Sure. Parting piece of advice. Love God, love others. Simple. Mm-hmm. 
um, that's what Jesus said was the the most important. You do those thing. two things, you kind of you're going to be okay. Yes. There you go. That's it. First and greatest commandment. The second is like unto it. Now, not in the packet. Oh goodness! And if you haven't listened to an entire podcast episode, you may not have known this was coming. Okay. Bonus round. What is keeping you sane right now with everything you have? What's 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 keeping you alive? What's keeping me alive? What's keeping you sane? What's saving your life right now? What is saving my life right now? Oh my goodness. A tool, a drink, a book. A book. A relationship. Uh, A relationship. My family. Just being able, now that I have a full-time job, Mm -hmm. again, um, the afternoons and just being able to relax. With with having a full-time job, I clock in, but I have the great opportunity to clock out. Uh, so your job stays. So my job stays for now. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I don't have to worry about it I'm when I go home. home. And then being able to just relax with my family is amazing. Yes. Awesome. Because especially when I was writing the books, I was really, um, I was at, I was either in the workshop or at my computer for all hours. And I missed a lot of time with the kids just because I was trying to get my thoughts on mm-hmm. paper. Mm-hmm. So now I can just kind of relax. That's with awesome. Mm-hmm. It's great stuff. Thank you. Since since um since the opening guitar riff. Yes. Very glad that you're here with us this week, Amber. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your your candor. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you for sharing who you are with you're, our listeners. You're welcome. You know, and I'm looking forward to reading more of your book. Yay. To see um, if all of my worries are on the list. <laughs> <laughs> they probably are. <laughs> and if not, then there's probably something in there that might be, be useful. <laughs> well, listeners, you, we, our guest this week is Amber Chandler of Life by Design. Uh, wife, mother, author, speaker. Been sharing, having a great conversation, sharing her life with us. Find her on Facebook. Show her some support. Um, follow what she's doing. Get a copy of her book. Oh, where, where can people find your book? Amazon. You mentioned Amazon. Amazon.com. Yes. It's, Grab a copy of your book at Amazon. Yes. Christmas is going to be here before you know it. Buy two copies. <laughs> give them to the people that you know need them. Yes. But also, if you're thinking of somebody who needs to hear what we've talked about here with Amber today, share this episode with them. Please. The goal is to for the advice to be there for when life happens to people. Again, our guest this week is Amber Chandler, Life by Design. Supporter stuff, finder book. You've been listening to the Somerville Advice Givers Podcast, where we connect you with the advice you need for when life happens. I'm your host, Yaden Smith. Have a great day, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>